Link 50, my video card is slow. Stereo. Inspiration. Got a counter going and our mics are hot. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Reese Seven. Uh, today in studio, I've got my friend Boxstein back. Uh, it's been a year and a bit since we last actually sat down and had a chat. So it's really exciting to get him back in the studio. And I just love the name Boxstein. There's something in a name, and you just happen to have this great name. Thanks. <laughs> it's fun to say. Like I just enjoy saying your your last name. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Great guest over here. Yeah, yeah. Just you're a real chatterbox. <laughs> Sit, calm down. How you been? I've uh, been pretty good, actually. Good. Well, anything exciting from the last year? I don't think so. I think it's like. <clears throat> personally not a lot of exciting things but like my kids are doing well and so that's kind of the big thing yeah you've crossed over into that life now that like your excitement's living through your children almost oh absolutely yeah uh you you were playing taxi today yeah i was yeah we were uh up at the bmx track and twice actually so so when we were younger we loved biking everywhere yes absolutely it was like the one sense of freedom that we had growing up yep and now your kids are like super into like the racing part of it yeah yeah he really is so what does he do with it well so i guess like the exciting thing last year is uh he placed fourth in alberta for 13 year old boys which was a big deal because when we got to the race there was 27 so he was fourth out of 27 for the province yeah for the whole province. That's that's really good. Yeah. And actually, we had uh, nationals were in Calgary last year. And we thought we'd give it a shot. And he didn't make the last race, but he was ranked about 12th okay. in the country. So you hear of all the things like provincials and nationals and all of that stuff. Where do you go after that? Well, actually, um, <clears throat> sorry. there's a girl at our club. That is 17, and she's actually traveling to France to compete in Worlds. So if, you know, like they actually, so the way that nationals work is they do one West Coast, one East Coast, or not the coast, but they do one West, one East. And Worlds are similar in the way that they do one in Europe and then one North America-ish. Okay. To try and keep it balanced. Sure. So like a few years ago, it was in Houston. So you're, are you hoping that Nixon eventually gets himself all the way to that level? Well, it's not impossible. No. Well, if he's ranked fourth right now, that's yeah. very possible. He's within striking distance. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool, hey? Yeah, it'd be pretty intense. And you were a football guy, though. Well, see, I think... And actually, Nixon and I have talked about this quite a lot. So I was a basketball guy. Okay. And... My uncle was a football guy, and uh, when I was in grade nine, going into grade 10, he said, you're playing football next year, <laughs> and I was too scared to say no. Okay. 
that's maybe why I'm all mixed up on your sports. Well, no, it's okay. Cause yeah. I, I, I don't want to say that I was living a lie or anything like that. Cause it wasn't that serious. Um, but yeah, no football was never really my thing, but I, I really, uh, like spending time with my uncle and that was very enjoyable getting to see him in, in a different light, getting a new level of respect for him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always through a different lens is always really refreshing sometimes. Yes. New respect is found. Absolutely. Yeah. I remember like the last, well, you guys were coming back from a competition and I ran into you guys at a subway in, I think it was Strathmore. That sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, so, it was so random that you guys were coming back, but everyone looked like they had had just such a great time. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> when we, when we travel, like we actually, I think all four of us look forward to traveling because, you know, like when we get there, we usually go to the BMX track and then he gets in a couple of practice laps and then we go back to the hotel and either like if there's a pool, we'll take, you know, the kids will go in the pool or if not, we'll just order some takeout, sit in the hotel room, watch TV, eat supper, but we're together and we... We function really well as a family unit and yeah. I know not a lot of families can boast that. So I definitely don't take it for granted. That's uh, actually been one of the most remarkable traits about your family ever since like I got to know them and, and kind of got to witness you guys from like middle school onwards mm -hmm. that no matter what you guys have always been close, like whether it was your Opa and how uh, your how special that relationship was to your uncles and yep. everything. Like you, you're, it's not just an, a small nuclear family closeness. Mm -hmm. It is the entire family closeness. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the secret? I wish I could tell you. <laughs> or you'd have to kill me if you do. <laughs> it might be, I mean, it may, it may just be exposure, which sounds weird, but I mean. Like, like you mean like modeling or. No, as in the way that. When now, granted, it's a different time now, so this kind of thing doesn't happen anymore. But I'm sure that you can attest to this. You know, when you and I were growing up in it, the 1900s, yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't uncommon for there to be a knock on the door, yeah, for no good reason. And for my house when I was growing up, it was usually one of my grandparents or maybe my maybe one of my uncles stopping by for a really no good reason, just to come just over. because he could yeah yep. or like my grandfather would call and tell and tell my mom i'm going to be there in half an hour you should put some coffee on and again for no good reason just to be around each other yeah that's that's a great reason yeah i think so too yeah so i yeah you're right we don't get that knock anymore often mm. and it, it's even gotten worse than no knock it's gotten to the point where people have to text you to see if it's okay to phone you to yes. see if it's okay to stop by yeah like we've <laughs> we've insulated ourselves on so many layers that it's you begin to wonder how it's going to be in the next few years if we keep this trend going mm -hmm. yeah it's like you'll have to take out a license and you'll have to <laughs> register it with the government to come and visit. Uh, you'll have to state the reasons for your visit. Yeah. I hope not. I hope it doesn't go down that avenue. No. And I think I was kind of hoping that after spending so much time apart, people would start to kind of come back. 
And it is happening a little bit, but not, not any further than it was before. Right. If you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're not going, we're not going back to the way that it was. Which makes us sound really old when we say things Well, speaking of sounding really old, uh, this winter we discovered, or not discovered, but rediscovered the value of board games. Oh, yeah. It's like we play, I remember uh, it was my one brother's birthday and you were over. There was a whole bunch of you guys over and you guys were playing board games at the table and... I remember laughing so much and so hard mm-hmm. that like my face and my stomach hurt yeah. from it. And you guys were always so funny to like hang around. Like you guys all have like this amazing sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was literally like the last time I took board games seriously was in that middle school right. range. Yeah. And all of a sudden this winter when we got to like just dabble with like board games, mm-hmm. it's, it's perfect. It's just enough of a distraction that you can't get into such a ridiculously heavy topic yep. that it's polarized, mm-hmm. but it's slow enough that you can at least get into conversation. Yes. It's wonderful. So I can, I can totally appreciate where you guys are just hanging out in a hotel room, just enjoying each other's company. Mm-hmm. That's awesome too, that your whole family just enjoys each other's company. Yeah. Well, actually like my wife and I were talking not long ago about how well our children get along which doesn't always happen but it does right i've got a theory on this do you yeah i'm very interested okay (laughs) so you guys had your kids really early yeah uh i was 25 when we got married so i guess i was about 26 and can we say that you were wealthy no can we say that you were upper middle class no can you say that you were solid middle class no Right. So this is where my theory comes in. And I literally watched it with my family. Mm-hmm. My family's not close, as you know. There's a lot yep. of division between our, my siblings and myself. Um, and and I'm, we're, I don't think any of us can actually pinpoint what the problem is. Right. But there's a problem. Yeah. And the I was trying to explain it to a couple of people I know that when you grow up in a house that every single person in the house has more than a thousand square feet of their own personal space, Mm -hmm. you don't have to share. You don't have to talk to anyone and everything's provided. So you don't actually need to like network or do anything. Right. Huge, huge, uh, loss in the long run Mm -hmm. because you forget the importance of networking. You could, could forget the importance of valuing someone else and staying committed to that that group through thick and thin. And so like, like you grew up middle class, Mm -hmm. but like because you had kids younger, you had struggles. Yeah. And I think I know, I know all my friends that seem to have had children when they were struggling financially, all of their sibling or all of their children and siblings are super close Mm -hmm. because they recognize that they're they're probably their best friend or one of their closest friends. Yep. They can relate to the challenges that they have to go through mm-hmm. and they value that if they work together, they pool their resources and can get so much further ahead. And these are life lessons that are so crucial and important. Yeah. And I learned those when I was up in Calgary that you really need to value that family as much as possible mm-hmm. and, and really cultivate it. So because you guys had children so early and because of your 
finances. I really think that is one ingredient of many, right? But one ingredient of why your kids are so gelled together. Mm-hmm. Well, <clears throat> I definitely think that it has some merit because even though, like, I don't want to, like, I would never ever say that <clears throat> my sister and I grew up poor, but you know, like, uh, and I, I, I give my mom the gears this about this all the time. So I was never allowed to have shorts. <laughs> and when I was growing up, as in my mom would never buy me shorts. Okay. The rule was you wear those pants until they get holes in the knees and then we're going to make them into shorts. Right. Classic, so, classic eighties, like, nineties move. Right. Absolutely. And I would say that the only time that my sister and I weren't close would have been, I would say about junior high, high school ish. Okay. Which is pretty common because that's when, you know, like you're, you're growing up and your attitude is changing and you're trying to find yourself again. Um, we were never at each other's throats by no, any like, means, yeah, you but too. just didn't get along as well as we had previously yeah. or that we do now. Like we have, like you said, like that, sh- those shared experiences. Yeah. 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 It's interesting that you say that because like as outsiders, I thought you and your sister were always like super close. Mm -hmm. And, and I guess it's even reinforced now that like you two are older and everything and like there's kids involved, like you still always come across still very close. Mm -hmm. And like every once in a while I see your mom and your mom doesn't age. No, she really doesn't. <laughs> like, it's the most ridiculous thing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's awesome. Whatever she's doing, uh, cheers to her. Keep it going. I think it's retirement is helping. Yeah, get rid of stress. Yeah, and she just chases after she chases after grandchildren because she'll she picks my kids up. Steve, like so. Okay, she was working at the same school that the kids are working at, and in her last year of working as an aide in school, and. She just said one day, I'm going to bring the kids home because we all leave at the same time. So I'll bring the kids home. And then as the kids grew up, she kept that. And so, and actually my in-laws are the exact same. They each pick up both each of the kids at least once a week. It's probably one of their highlights too. Oh, absolutely. I know it is. That's, that's awesome. Uh, I, I didn't get uh, to spend much time around my grandparents. Like three out of the four had passed by the time I was in mm-hmm. grade one. Right. And... Uh, my grandmother, when she finally moved back, moved to the same town, was in no condition to right. drive and pick us up. So mm-hmm. we would go and visit her once in a while. So, yeah, uh, that's awesome that they like get to foster that relationship. Um, I was thinking too that like when you said you didn't want to say that like oh like I wouldn't want to ever admit that I grew up poor. There's no way that you would. Uh, I would never have classified your family as poor. No, and right, and, and, and yeah, I wouldn't want to put that across. But yeah. I mean. But with your family, what's really interesting that I've seen with your family and not just your parents, but like just the way you spoke about like your, your grandparents and everything, Mm -hmm. it's even if you would have had millions of dollars in the bank, they were so just down to earth, genuine. Yep. Absolutely. That you were, you were planting a garden. You were going to still be doing everything wholeheartedly the right way. Like you weren't just going to go pay someone to go do it. Mm -hmm. And like... Uh, are you still woodworking? A little bit. It's uh, it's hard to do in the wintertime because we park the cars in the garage. Well, 
It's looking a little well, overcast nice. today, it but is, it's a little bit better now. <clears throat> actually, I don't know if this is an aside, but I actually got a 3D printer about six months ago. Well, so now I've, I've been I've been playing with that. So I have been super curious about that. Like a friend of mine, Jason, that uh, I've had on, he's really into like uh, doing basically Hollywood prop um, remakes or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, and he's so incredibly talented. Like yep. he'll, he'll make models and he'll like airbrush everything in. And it looks like it's like straight from the movie or yep. it looks like it, it should have been real size because yeah. the detail level is just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about 3d printers. So how hard are they to use? Initially, I, I know nothing about them. So initially it was a little awkward just because it was brand new, right? Like it's, you kind of have to think about things a little bit differently, which I, which I, I know that's, 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 that sounds strange. That's not a really great way to explain it. But so the printer that I got when I got it, I had to build it. That was one of the reasons why it was <laughs> cheaper. Test one, right. build your printer. <laughs> and through the process of building it, I kind of, kind of figured out how it worked and just, you know, like really how it works, I guess. And there's a lot of trial and error and that is, and that's the nature of 3d printing. So like, it's not when I was having trouble and then I would look up a solution, there was hundreds of solutions. So, and the community, while it's, it's getting bigger, it still seems fairly close. Okay. Like I haven't connected with anyone personally, but there's a ton of resources out there. And if you've, if you are having a problem, someone else has definitely had that problem. And I just makes it a lot easier to get through. So now a 3d printer. Now this is the way I understand it is it's basically essentially just a rig with a, and this is a very crude Mm -hmm. explanation, but it's basically a rig with a hot glue gun, essentially that feeds this plastic, um, coil down through it, kind of heats it up and then just keeps passing over and passing over and passing over. And as it just builds, builds it up. That is incredibly accurate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that like the, like the piece where the plastic comes out is called the hot end and it looks like a very small hot glue gun tip. Okay. Well, makes sense. It's probably just your heating element. Yep. And so, and then what I've understood too, with the 3d process is what looks solid is never solid because obviously you're not wanting to waste all that, that right. resin or plastic or mm-hmm. they've even got metal and concrete ones now. Yes, actually one of the dads at BMX, they have a 3d, they have a, a metal 3d printer that they've been playing with at the shop that he works at. Wicked. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so I, I like, I've been toy. So how, where do you even start? How up to date does your computer need to be to run something like this? Well, mine's not really up to date. Um, it is a my mine is a, it's a desktop. Okay. So like um, one of the students that I've gotten to know over the past year, uh, he is very interested in three D printers, and so he always whenever I'm in his classroom, he always asks me a ton of questions, and one of them was, does a Chromebook work? Like a a laptop with no memory in it. Okay. Where it's uh, like cloud based, 
Right. And I said, you probably could pull it off, but may not work great. Um, I think the biggest thing that I'm noticing is my video card is old or slow. So when it's rendering things or if I'm trying to preview what my print is going to look like, it's a little bit slow. Other than that, I don't have a fancy computer. It's pretty basic. I just recently bought a new Mac so I could do video editing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I just got a switcher and everything. Mm-hmm. So eventually this whole podcast is going to be live stream with multiple camera angles, right. which I'm excited for. <laughs> but everything's slow. Like, And I'm, I refuse to pull it out on a credit card or just go above yeah. my means. I literally, as the funds come in and the opportunities arise... I'm picking this up. So the reason I ask that is because mm-hmm. I've got all sorts of ideas that I'd love to 3D print, but I need to know how advanced the computer is. And is there special software that comes with it or do you have to find your own? So I don't think the one that I got, I don't think it had any software with it per se, but there's tons of free software. Like I, I haven't paid for software yet. It, you, every And it's weird because everything's been going to like this, um, basically like, rent the software by month. Like, so yep. like with Adobe yeah. Premiere is what I video edited it with. Yeah. And it's just a monthly subscription, which is mm-hmm. nice because all the updates are always current. And yeah, the downfall is, is in the long run, it becomes so much more expensive. Right. Well, and I think it's because uh, you and I come from a time where you buy something once. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, I've gone to the point with my last cell phone, instead of looking at it as I'm purchasing this cell phone, I said, you're going to rent it for two years. Mm-hmm. And if I look at it from the fact that I'm just renting it for two years, it changed my entire perception of it. And I know that like in two years, I've got to update. So this this coming August, I got to update the thing. Right. And I can tell because it's already slowing down. I can't get half my text messages. Mm-hmm. It's already, And it was good for myself to see this and, and shift my mind because when I go in for a new cell phone, I'm, I know what I'm looking for now for right. the next two year rental. Yeah. Um, what is the hardest thing that you've created so far on this thing? Uh, well, there's okay. There was two. There's two I would consider. One of them was uh, I printed in place a lightsaber. So it printed the hilt and the blade and it's one of the it's one of those ones where when you flick your wrist and the blade comes out, so yeah. like collapsing. So it took 20 hours to print and the entire thing was printed all at once. I took it off the build plate, sanded it a little bit just to kind of clean up the bottom side and then flicked my wrist and the entire thing came out. Really? was one of the wildest things I've made. Probably is the wildest thing I made. And then the other one. Now does it, so does it print in different color or is it just a standard like flesh color or standard gray color like mine is just one but there there's of, of all the like all i got through social media uh and online i follow and regularly visit a lot of 3d printing websites and so like there are some that pull print more than one but mine is just one simple color okay well not even simple just one color i guess right and then you just pick whatever spool you need and feed yep. it Do they have do they have 3D scanners yet? Yes, you can buy them, but I have again through following all of these uh, creators on social media, a lot of them have built their own using their phones or honestly 3D printing a turntable. 
Then they mount their phone, put whatever it is on the turntable. The turntable turns, the phone does a scanning, they upload it to a computer. Uh, one guy I follow has printed a whole bunch of different kinds of uh, comic book helmets or movie helmets, and he literally scales it using a scan of his own head. Really? So, yeah, so then when it's done printing, it fits. So, you, you know, growing up, you'd always see, like, um, those busts of, like, famous composers and stuff, like mm-hmm. Beethoven and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, now this is so possible that any single person could just have a bust of themselves. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> okay, note to self. <laughs> I, I, I think they're... I think they're super cool, and I like. I would love to come and see how this thing runs at some point if you'd ever uh, be up for that. Oh yeah, it's pretty. It's I have. I'm still trying to. Or I took. I took my wife watching it print to finally understand how it worked, and she's like, she's she's very, she's an intelligent person. So I think I think it's just because the concept is so out there. Like it's literally like it's just it's just building something one layer at a time. Yeah, for me, like I said, like my description, I I have a general idea of how it's done. I've kind mm-hmm. of watched a couple of videos, so like that part doesn't at all surprise me. Yeah, the part that I am actually trying to wrap my head around is how do you model it in the computer? Because I grew up uh, doing three D animation, so mm-hmm. you'd make something from like very rudimentary objects and then like you'd have to morph and do that and it was very time consuming and it never looked accurate well actually you're not even far you're not even really far off as to how it works now so there's uh, a website that i use like this this particular part of my 3d printing is completely online and it's just a 3d modeling software so just as an example and in an effort to show my wife how valuable this thing was, uh, she wanted to attach rope lights to the railing on our patio. Okay. And through my, through my limited experience at the time with 3D printing, I figured someone had to have made a clip somewhere for something for these railings. So I did a little bit of poking around, found one that someone had originally intended to hold towels on the railing for them to dry in the sun so i printed one off only it was it was a, it was a small little clip like it wasn't very long it was maybe three inches tall uh in a u-shape so i printed one off went outside checked to see if it fit and it was just a little bit too big which was fine because it was uh, filament costs almost nothing it's okay. actually quite ridiculous how cheap it is so i uh did a little bit of editing in this <clears throat> software online, added um, some clips to it, printed it out, went outside, put it on the railing. Okay, it fits on the railing, took the rope light, fit it into the slot that I had made, fits in there. All right, I got it. So then I ordered some white filament so that it would match the railing, printed off 15, and now we have rope light on our railing. Cool. Yeah. Super practical. Absolutely. That's been, that's been one of the most enjoyable things. It's finding practical uses for it. Hmm. Have you ever thought of doing a little side business with it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know because I might be uh, hiring you if I can't bring myself to do this. 
because I've got all sorts of little things that I'd like to try and attempt. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's... I, I just think, like, something like that for anyone that's creative mm-hmm. is, like, the way to go. And, like, not to take away from any woodworking things. Right. But this becomes, like, the new the new woodworking. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've seen some crazy, uh, like three-dimensional dragons that they've done mm-hmm. from like someone's obviously been into like fantasy uh like dungeons and dragons type that thing is, that is very very big in the 3d printing community well i'd imagine you got a bunch of people that are like living on a computer half mm-hmm. of their life and yeah. all of a sudden well why not like make this stuff come to reality wicked yeah <laughs> i you should have some of the most amazing halloween costumes i'm getting there I still, I, I, the, this kid that goes to this kid that I always talk to about 3d printing, he asked me every time I go into, what did you print? What did you print? And I told him that I want to print a helmet, but I am too scared because <laughs> I don't, well, just get like, like, I don't want to make a mistake. Okay. So, so what would the helmet be? Well, Ideally, that, that was the other part. So there are <laughs> so, there are so many different helmets from comic books and movies and even history that I would love to print. And so it's just like figuring out like, well, if I'm going to print one, which one is it going to be? Cause it's got to be a good one. It's the first one. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. like that's the thought process, right? Yeah. So that's the limit you're putting on yourself. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you're not even giving yourself a fair run here. You're like literally before you even get to the starting block, you said, and here are all the limits. And by the <laughs> way, shackle. You, you could not be more correct. <laughs> shackle yourself to this post over here while you're at it. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. I, I've got this uh, Roman gladiator helmet over on the side here on the podcast area. And it's funny. It's like when people come in, they most people notice it right away. But. I like it because I was using it for a while as a uh, photography prop Mm -hmm. and it's really cool, but it's way too big for my head. It's Mm -hmm. way too big for most people's head. Yeah. And there's no way it should be like that. So it's very ornamental and decorative, which is great, but I've often thought it would be so cool to be able to scan something like that and then reduce the size just so it was Mm -hmm. the right uh, size and curvature and everything. Right. Well, see, and I, like, as I mentioned earlier, you know, so I guarantee you someone has made that helmet before. Oh, without they have, a doubt. they have done all the rendering. They've done everything. Yeah. And actually one of the nice things about 3d printing and most of the filament that you can get is it's heat sensitive. So if you need to mold it, just heat gun, warm it up, mold it. Interesting. It's very interesting. It's been a really, it's been a very enjoyable rabbit hole to go down. Speaking of rabbit holes, you up for coming back for another podcast run? Yeah, I'd love to. That would be awesome. We're going to have you back in a couple of weeks. Uh, until then, everyone, this has been My Video Card is Slow. I'm Reese 7 signing out. Jennings. Stand by.